Welcome, everybody. This is Craven Iron Podcast, episode number seven. I'm here with Bobby Rimmelard. How's it going? It's going, man. It's going. Just got done with my workout in the good old wellness center, doing some legs on Monday. So got that knocked out. Now we're here getting after it. Starting the week strong. <laughs> Leg day. Leg day builds testosterone. Tomorrow will be chest. Hell yeah, I did arms today. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, I've been, I've been sick off and on for the past week, so I took like a week break. You got the coronavirus, man? No, fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, sickness sucks, man. It's always bad. My favorite thing to do when I'm sick is usually just hit the sauna and go for a swim. After that, just call it a day. It's hard enough to breathe as it is. My favorite thing, Alpha Health Plus with like a two-mile run. Yeah, I'm a medication Nazi. I definitely don't take anything. Usually, if I'm sick, I try to power through. The only thing I usually take is uh, vitamin C. Most of the time, actually, I use the Right C. It's a company that a good buddy of mine actually started up, and he he creates a line of vitamin C. The Doctor C, the Right C. So shout out to him. He's a, <laughs> a good dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, good product, man. I use it and I've noticed that I haven't gotten half as sick as I yeah, usually dude, do each year. Can't find the right shit. You know, Walmart shit's garbage. I mean, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, it definitely is. <clears throat> you definitely have to pay for quality. Oh, yeah. You get what you pay for, especially when it comes to like your vitamins and all that shit. Yeah, I had some uh the stuff from Walmart called Amazing Grass. And, uh, it's basically your daily nutrient value for all the vegetables your body should actually consume during the day, which nobody gets. Safe to say it tasted like grass too. I mean, you couldn't I mean, picture just licking the bottom of a lawnmower after you just freshly cut your grass. That's pretty much what it tastes like. America. I like it. But I mean, I honestly felt a little difference out of that, but I actually just switched over to uh, First Forms Amazing Greens, so it's pretty good stuff. See, I'm one of those, uh, <clears throat> what's it called, reactionary, where I won't take much vitamins except for my multivitamins, but that's not like vitamin, I mean, it has some vitamin C, but <clears throat> um, I'll get sick, and that's when I hit the fucking vitamin C hard, just every fucking day, and it's like, oh, well, it's too fucking late, but better late than ever, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, it sounds gross, but actually to know where you should keep your vitamin C dosage is pretty much whenever your stool, your stool softens, dude. Like whenever you start to create almost a diarrhea effect, that's when you know you've hit the right amount of vitamin C your body can consume. Oh, okay. It's gross, gross fun fact, but yeah. See, that's why you look in the toilet after you shit, right? That's it, man. Always got to look at it. Yeah, you got to fucking <laughs> material, you know? <laughs> you're the you're the consumer. Go on, but uh, all right. So, do you like do you go by Bobby or can I call you Bob? Definitely don't go by Bob, but you can call me whatever you want. Bobby is uh, actually my birth <laughs> name. A lot of people think it's Robert. It's uh, it's just definitely Bobby. Good old Bobby Floyd. Bobby Floyd. Bobby Floyd. Redneck ass name with a French last name. So doesn't make very much sense, but <laughs> I'm standing. I'm standard, just Steven. Yep, I like it. So, <clears throat> you're an inspirational guy, and we'll get to some of your stories, but I just want to know, like, where did all this begin? Like, in high school, you told me that you used to be a fucking, one of the strongest guys in your high school? Um, yeah, I ended up being one of the stronger guys in my high school. Um, so, I mean... Well, I was born and raised in Kingman, so Kingmanite, but uh, most people look at me like I'm not from around here, but I mostly know just about anybody in this town who's been here for longer than 10 years. Um, born in Kingman, dude, I've been a fat boy my entire life. Uh, I mean, you know, growing up with my family, one thing we never were short of was food. You know, we might not have been the richest and I might not have always gotten what I wanted. And, you know, I've always had to work for what I wanted, bought my own vehicle, my first truck, 
myself <laughs> so yeah so it wasn't really like a handed down kind of situation but one thing we never really were short on was food and you know my mom was just good old country girl and every time you dented your damn plate you know here comes another ladle of food slapping the slapping the plate and it's time to go back to town you know and if you finish your food you got a snickers bar so that was the goal you were aiming for so it was easily easily overweight type situation for me uh so growing up like that my whole life had just been you know about as wide as i was tall i remember in the fourth grade the uh police officers came down to the school to uh do a cool fun take your fingerprints and weigh you and do all that kind of stuff and you know go to see the back of the cop car type stuff no, i remember true. yeah i remember they came into the into the classroom started taking fingerprints and weighing us and stuff and i stepped on the scale in fourth grade and i weighed 201.4 pounds and i only Holy remember crap. that i only remember that because the look on my teacher's face saying is that accurate and you know the the officer saying yes ma'am yes it is <laughs> and i just you know i didn't know any better like i wasn't like well what what does that mean you know <clears throat> you're a big boy i was man i was i was huge fourth grade man i was started playing football that year <clears throat> as a lineman grew up playing football i played football for about eight years of my life all the way up to high school and only played a couple of years in high school, actually. I played varsity um, my freshman year, actually. And then my sophomore year, I played varsity. And junior and senior year, I, I gave up football, honestly, because uh, I got into MMA, mixed martial arts. But anyhow, so I was, uh, I was pretty big growing up. And I got to sophomore year, I think it was. And... You know, I, I at the time I was 15, 14, I think, 15. Anyways, and, you know, I never had a girlfriend at that point. <clears throat> and I was like, Wait, oh, never, never, bro. Never. Well, you're ever. probably you were that big. You're probably scary as a freshman and well, <laughs> not so much scary as, you know, fucking job of the hut looking, you know, so. And <laughs> I, I, I had probably had a full beard as a fucking three year old and. Yeah, so I ended up asking out a girl, like, right before summertime it was, and, uh, you know, she, she looked me dead in the face, dude, and told me, yeah, no, that's not happening, you know, you're too fat, pretty much, like, and laughed about it, and it wasn't around anybody, so it wasn't like, you know, I was embarrassed or anything, you know, even though I was fat, I was pretty pretty decently popular in school, you know, so it wasn't like, a, and I, I, I'm a hard person to embarrass, so when she said that, you know, I kind of was like, hmm. You know, like, I think this is it. Like, I'm done. I'm tired of being fat. And uh, my brother, Jeremy, actually, he uh, he recently, right around that time, about two years prior to that, he lost a ton of weight. He went from uh, 365 pounds. He likes to call it a pound for every day of the year and more than Xbox because Xbox 360 was the only thing out at the time. Oh. And uh yeah, he ended up uh, dropping from 365, I think, all the way down to 220. And he did that Damn. in a duration of four or five months, man. He, <clears throat> or even less, I think. That's some fucking motivation. Yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah he's an outstanding human being, man. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a cough. No, it's okay. Anyways, he's an yeah, he's, a, he's an outstanding human being man he just motivated me completely to change my life as well in that aspect you know and i remember going home that day and like kind of talking to him about it like you know hey i want to get serious into working out this and that the other and you know being the cool older brother he was you know he told me well you know get your ass out there and do it like i don't know what to tell you so i didn't really have very much guidance from him i mean i had guidance as far as like you know he was my role model and he would help me out when i needed it but like as far as guidance meant, I mean, he didn't let me take it easy. Like, he didn't just show me the easy route to take. He just kind of said, you know, if you're going to be about it, you're going to do it or not. I'll tell you right now, that's pretty good guidance because that makes you the man who you are today. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely wouldn't be who I am without that guy. Um, yeah, so he pretty much just told me, you know, if you want it bad enough, you're going to do it. And if if you do it, you do it. If you don't, you, you just didn't want it that bad, plain and simple. 
Um, and that's the, that's the talk I give to almost everybody that comes to me about losing weight anymore. Um, you know, somebody that wants to transform their body, do whatever, you know, and I, I tell them the same thing. I mean, I obviously give them the advice and the help, <clears throat> everything that they need to succeed. But I also tell them like, look, you're not, don't waste my time. If, if you're not about it, it's not going to happen for you. Like I can sit here and tell you what you should and shouldn't do all day long and give you my amateur experience um advice but you know it, it, taking it and running with it you know you can bring the horse to water but you can't make a drink type of thing you know about sophomore year that happened and that summer i decided like i'm done dude i'm gonna lose some weight go back to school and be in shape and i ended up dropping 100 pounds that summer i believe i weighed 335 340 pounds that summer prior and I had ended up dropping down uh, to approximately 30 to 35. So right about 90 to, 100, 90 to 100 pounds, but it was within a three-month My diet was pretty extreme at the time. It was uh, the regular, you know, six-meal-a-day diet. That's when it was really popular. Um, carb cycling, one cheat meal a week, uh, no cheat day. It was one cheat meal. Uh, I look at a Snickers bar and I gain 10 pounds, bro. It, it, cheat day didn't work for me. It no, was a, same. Yeah. Yeah, same. So it was a cheat meal thing, if anything. So basically the whole goal of that was to lower your, you know, insulin levels to the point where when you hit that cheat meal, you know, your insulin spikes so, so hard that your body just goes into a shock and just starts burning calories. Um, But that was, that was the type of diet I was on at the time. I did about six small meals a day, but my workouts were rigorous at the time. Like I said, I was in summer. I didn't have a job. I was, I was like 15, 16. And I, uh, I remember my, my routine during that was I would get up and this is when I first found MMA too, because I, I, I grew up with my brothers, you know, wrestling around, you know, uh, just, getting beat up by my older brothers i'm the youngest i'm the runt of the family at six no foot three, six foot three 290 pounds on the runt still to this day <laughs> uh, oh dude it sounds like you're you had a massive runs in your family it sounds like yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah i mean and to be honest with you dude like it's, it's a blessing and a curse like i'm really good at building muscle and i can burn fat quickly but it, it's just miserable to to burn fat quickly for me you know because it, it takes so much dedication a lot of people can lose weight just by good diets and uh, a lot of people can lose weight just by exercising and eating the same crap that they eat for me it's both extremes I have to be in an extremely carefully watched diet and an extremely hard workout routine for me to lose weight the way I do but when I do do that I can efficiently lose weight pretty rapidly like I said I lost about 100 pounds and three months uh that first initial time i lost weight um so anyhow i had decided i'm done i'm gonna start working out um my diet was a six meal a day thing cheat meal once a week my workout routine was wake up in the morning i would go to the gym uh, it was right up the street for me at the time i remember the gym it was called genesis mma um back in the day and uh I would go there. I would, I'd have a key to the gym. You know, I paid my membership through cleaning mats and stuff like that. And I would go up there, go get my running in. I would, I hate running still to this day, but I meant running around the, the mats. Cause that's about as far as I could bring myself to do, um, <laughs> running around the mats, you know, start doing my basic warm up drills. Like I do in jujitsu. I would do my five minute rounds, five minutes shadow boxing, five minutes heavy bag, five minutes uh, jump rope. And I would do that five times five. So 25 minutes of just misery. Get after it. <clears throat> and uh, I'd hit the weights in the back. You know, um, my routine varied depending on the day. And uh, then after about a two hour sweat session, you know, I would, uh, I would go home, I would eat correctly. And honestly, I probably did more research on online about how to lose weight. And, you know, everything I know about health is probably through that duration of that one summer that I researched probably a hundred hours worth of stuff, man, just research and research and research on how and how and why and what, why, why everything works the way it does. And 
<clears throat> you know, I bought a ton of supplements thinking it was going to help me out and, you know, just uh, on bodybuilding.com and got it there. And then, you know, I ended up wasting almost all of it. And, uh, anyhow, I would go at home, do that research, eat my meals throughout the day, every two, two and a half hours I would eat. And then I would go back t- that night. I would warm up prior to the actual classes. I would do the same thing I did in the morning. And then I would actually do the class, you know, whether it be jujitsu or kickboxing, Muay Thai, <clears throat> whatever the class was. And then I would get through it with everybody that was there. And then after they had left, you know, I was still doing a cool down, you know, sauna suit on, sweater over the top of that, shadow boxing, getting more jump rope in, just work and work and work. And honestly, probably worked out four hours during one day, um, every day almost in you know, I would take a couple of days off here, here and there. Um, it was mostly weekends that I would take off, but even during the weekends, you know, I would go outside and I had a little routine with a little easy curl bar I had in the back. I would, uh, grab that. And I remember, uh, looking online, it was a Randy Couture little, uh, circuit trainer type of deal. I forget what it was completely because yeah almost 10 years ago but uh it was just a series of exercises and you just didn't put that thing down until you completed that one set and set it down 45 seconds of rest get after it again you know and i was doing that with a sauna suit and sweater on and you know that was miserable especially being 330 pounds you know squat and my body weight at that point was you know like somebody racking out a ton of weight (laughs) so it, it, it was crappy um, so, uh, you did all this, sorry to interrupt, but you did all this when you were like 15, you said? Yeah, about 16. It was sophomore year in high school so that summer, right I before junior year. Summer. Yeah, I came back junior year and I was, uh, about a hundred pounds lighter. I had, you know, the only people that knew who I was, was my close friends and the people I hung out with during summer, you know, that had seen me go through the process, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you basically showed back up to, uh, to school in your junior year, like, Hey, yeah, fucking tell me. Yeah. No, bitch. It, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's when it started. You know, I lost that initial hundred pounds, but I was still, you know, I could still work on it. And, uh, I got down to about two thirty, And then that year, <clears throat> that junior year, you know, I was, I was focusing on powerlifting and I got into powerlifting for a while. And I remember uh sophomore year before going to, that summer I was bench pressing about 135 pounds was like my max, the, the end of my senior year. So about a year and a half later, my, uh, max bench press was 475 pounds raw. So I didn't have Jeez. a bench or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, I got it up pretty high, man. And then, uh, I, I had most, most of the time stayed away from squats. I had, uh, had a, ACL or not an ACL, a meniscus tear and cartilage that are broken in in my knee um, from throwing over rotating on a leg kick during one of my sparring sessions at the gym. And, you know, ever since the knee was torn up and stuff, and I was still trying to play football at the time. And I kind of stayed away from the, the squatting and everything like that. And, you know, and that was just recently in 2016, you know, four years ago. So probably four years after it had happened that I finally decided to go get surgery. Now my right knee is way better. I mean, I have such large legs as it is just naturally from carrying around so much fat ass weight on me. Uh, yeah. But for so long that my legs are just natural tree trunks, you know. So at this point, it's pretty much like. I need to keep them down in size anyway. So I don't really necessarily go above, you know, 315, 405 or anything like that. I just stay and rep out, um, you know. Well, you're probably, I, I got almost the same body type. I mean, it's just, if I really pushed that leg day and really tried to max out and power lift the leg days, you know, <clears throat> my legs would explode. They would fucking yep. blow up. And I have tree trunks as it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, and I stayed away from that. So when I power lifted, I would do the push pull competitions. It was just bench press and deadlift. And like I said, my max bench press at the time was four seventy five. Still haven't hit anything heavier than that, actually. 
I started dialing it back uh, on the powerlifting and focused more towards bodybuilding at the, after that. So I had uh, deadlifted, I believe, at that time, 525 at the meet, but my personal record was 575. So just uh, about 50 pounds more in the gym, but it doesn't count if it happened in the gym. Um, so, you know, I, I got into powerlifting real heavy, <clears throat> built muscle real easy. It was really easy for me to get my strength up and stuff. And I, like I said, I grew up with those older brothers of mine and, you know, they really make you mentally tough. So, you know, 475 pounds on my chest ain't shit compared to my 365 pound brother putting his knee in my sternum, you know? And then every oh, time yeah. I would try, yeah, every, every time we get wrestling around, you know, I'm eight years old and he's 360 pounds and, you know, he put his knee in my chest. I'd start crying and he'd cover my mouth, like, calm down, calm down, you know, and then I'd tackle his ass and we'd go again, you know, <clears throat> so that mental toughness was built at a very young age. So, you know, yeah. weightlifting thing like that, I just, if it was coming on my chest, I was pushing it up. Um <laughs> You know, I've I've kind of stepped away from the powerlifting at one, at that point. Um, senior year, I kind of got into bodybuilding more. So uh, I ended up getting down pretty good. I I mean I so I I hit that initial weight like two thirty, but I was still like a I was still like a chubby two thirty, and uh, I ended up going up to about two hundred and ninety pounds. But I was looking better at two ninety than I did at. 235 230 your muscles probably filling you out yeah yeah exactly what that was so then i started saying oh i'm gonna get into bodybuilding a little bit more you know and i started cutting weight and cutting weight and you know i got it down to about 265 i was running about a six six forty four mile i think it was at 270 pounds 265 pounds and oh, okay. i was able to yeah, I was doing like 10 to 15 muscle ups, no problem. I was getting pretty in shape at that time. I had abs and <clears throat> was pretty serious about uh, bodybuilding, and I, I liked it a lot, you know. But no matter what, I always ended up, you know, going more towards the MMA thing because that was my favorite sport. So it's hard to do both, you know, bodybuilding and MMA or powerlifting and MMA. They're just two different types of. Well, and plus they both, they all take a lot of dedication and time. Yeah, they do. And that's what I'm struggling with the most right now with getting into the gym and stuff is just, you know, working so much and, you know, just trying to get there, you know, to the point where, you know, you do a 12 hour day and then change in the parking lot, head to the gym, do three hours of the class. By the time you get home, you have enough time to eat, shower and go to bed just to do it again the next day. It's a little unmotivating, you know, but it's all about dedication and pushing through to get to what you want to do. But anyhow, I get to that point and, you know, I uh, lost tons of weight. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, it wasn't so much. Uh, I was fat anymore and I had plenty of girlfriends after that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they say it's not about looks, but trust me, there's a certain point. There's a point. Yeah. If if the woman can't be on top because she's too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm all for I always say, uh, I always say I'm all for thick, all right? It's just there's a limit. There's always a limit. <laughs> yeah, if you can't clean and jerk that weight for that woman, then you probably shouldn't be laying with her. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if she's so, got if she's got thicker thighs than you, then there's a problem. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but right, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, um sounds like you had a pretty good childhood yeah definitely happy i mean i i love this place dude kingman it's where i grew up and uh, a lot of people hate it dude a lot of people want to get out of there but i'm huge on who you surround yourself with you know the the, pe the best people i know obviously i don't know many people outside of here but i wouldn't leave this town just for them you know no, I, I, got you. I worked on the railroad and I, you know i was making tons of money doing that and i left the railroad because had to move away from this place and you know a lot of people call me crazy for that but i'm just just loyal that's it loyal yeah anyway so you do so you run a gym now an mma gym like um 
Oh, I do not run the gym. Um, so the MMA gym that I go to now it's called Riot MMA. It's ran by Brian the Riot Skinner. Um, that's where Riot comes from. It's a great dude. I've known him for the entire duration of my MMA career, uh, ten years. Um, he started in a little hole in the ground at this place called Champion MMA. You know, they gave him a little bit of room. And I'm talking a 10 by 10, 10 by 8 little room. He had mass and two heavy bags and probably six dedicated people <clears throat> that showed up, you know, and he's expanded it to something crazy. You know, he moved from there. He ended up going and joining with a CrossFit gym downtown, turned it into Kingman MMA and uh, started there, started expanding. You know, he had about a thousand, maybe two thousand square foot of room tons of clients and just started building building and building and uh it got to the point where they they just couldn't house that many people coming in so he just recently moved to a new gym off of eastern and kingman it's called ride mma it's its own gym it's uh 5000 square foot and you know it's got a professional boxing ring tons of mat space lots and lots of bags it's it's uh definitely i mean obviously uh I'm biased saying it, but I mean, as far as, you know, this immediate area, as far as Bullhead, Havasu, Kingman, uh, surrounding areas, obviously Vegas has a lot of money. There's different gyms, but in this local area, you know, it's definitely hands down my favorite gym, the best gym in town. It offers the most variety in my eyes. Um, you know, there's a couple of jujitsu gyms in town and they're, they're all good gyms and everything. But, uh, you know, if, if you're strictly for jujitsu and, um, gi jiu-jitsu that's that's where to go but um, you know there's another gym that does jiu-jitsu and some kickboxing and stuff like that and they're a good gym too it's it's cool dude to be able to cross train with them and stuff but um, our gym primarily focuses on uh, jiu-jitsu and muay thai those are usually what our uh, two uh, two arts are that most of the fighters you know have to show up for um, we have, uh, jujitsu, Muay Thai, kickboxing, um, you know, wrestling, regular boxing, uh, you know, pretty much any, any fundamental art that you can think of that's, uh, applicable to mixed martial arts now as a very effective tool we have at that gym. So it's, it's really nice, man. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, so are you a, uh. Are you a trainer there? Or do you... uh, so, yeah, I coach um, or I coached a lot more recently than I do now because of work situation. But, uh, you know, a, a kickboxing coach for them and as well as a uh, fill in for Muay Thai whenever they can't make it out or uh, jujitsu whenever the head instructors can't make it in for that. I usually the guy that they can lean forward to and have me go teach the class. Uh, one of the higher levels of in in the building so just because i've been doing it for so long yeah i got you um, yeah so it, it's it's fun man i just been doing it for so long now that you know it'll always be a part of my life regardless um <clears throat> been uh doing jujitsu jiu- competitions and things like that I go to other gyms spar and you know i just recently had my first cage fight uh lost in 34 seconds to a guy who probably has equivalent of six months of training. And I think uh, my head going into that was uh, way too overconfident. And, you know, I just let the uh, buildup of it get to my head and I just walked forward like a Titan when I should have just sat back, pick part and, you know, move forward at that. But, you know, I just kind of walked in there, got him up against the cage and, you know, I threw a spinning back fist off a of momentum of a punch that I missed and, you know, he ended up clipping me with a hard right hook in the back of the head, which, you know, is an illegal shot. But in the middle of the action, it's not. And it's illegal for a reason, because the equilibrium is located right behind the ear. And it put me on the floor and then uh, tried recovering, hit me again, pushed me down, got on top, hit me one more time. Ref called it. So it's a good call. Though. Good stoppage. Uh, just goes to show you that anybody can do damage. Um, you know, you said that walking into the fight, you know, you told us and you know you, this guy could get a lucky shot and he could win you know 
Yeah, and you know, and I, I'm not gonna stay here and say it was lucky because it was a mistake made by me by not pressing the issue the way I should have. You know, I could have yeah. been a lot more smart about it, um, a lot smarter about it. But it it is what it is, man. I it's not discouraging to me at all. Uh, I could care less, you know. Um, but yeah, mistakes you make them, you move forward. It, it's it's really not a big deal to me. And like I said, the guy didn't have barely barely much training compared to, you know, my ten year almost veteran experience, it seems like, you know. So yeah. you know, you go into that fight thinking, well, you know, this guy blah blah, you know, just kinda let your head take over, which, you know, you should never underestimate anybody. And I knew that and I'm one of the most humble people when it comes to that. So I d I don't know what what came over me, I think the first excitement of walking out and seeing pretty much damn near all of Kingman there was pretty exciting. And, you know, I wanted to just fucking go in there and eat the dude's lunch and put him away quick. But, you know, and ended up being the opposite. But, you know, and I, you get a you get a lot of people that, uh, you know, like to run their mouth like they understand the gravity of the situation, you know, Uh a lot of people that say what they would have done or what I could have done or how did you let that happen or joke about it, you know, the, oh, 30 seconds, you know, or <laughs> this, that. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think about this. It's just like working out, you know, like you can't take workout experience with for yeah, somebody yeah. that has been doing it for a week compared to you that's doing it for so long. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. people sitting there talking, bad mouthing it and talking about it and saying, hey, you should have done this. It's like, dude, well, do you have 10-year experience? Like, yeah, exactly. And, you know, the people, most of the people, the, most of the time, the people that are running their mouth would rather pull weeds for eight hours than fight me for 10 seconds. So it's, it's whatever, man. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Um, but now I'm looking. Uh, so I took a little bit of time off because one of the shots I took on the ground broke my nose, actually. So I had to take a little bit of time to recover that so I didn't go back into the gym and you know because I'm accident prone my entire life so you know as yeah. soon as I would go back to the gym I guarantee you the first roll of jiu-jitsu I had again I would probably catch a knee or an elbow to the nose and uh reset it incorrectly so I took some time off and uh came back a couple weeks ago and then you know I it just with work being so busy you know I'm kind of in and out right now but uh, I'll be back here shortly um getting after it grinding again my coach is looking at uh an august lineup for me right now they have we have uh, a couple fighters fighting in april april 18th at the avi in laughlin it's uh for wfc we got my head coach brian the right skinner that's going to be an exciting one he's stepping back in yeah. after a couple years and going after it um got Justin Musgrove out of Lake Havasu and uh, Corey Daniels out of Lake Havasu and also uh, Kingman's Sarah Torgerson. She's going to go throw down again out the Avi in Laughlin. So if you guys are interested in getting tickets for that, you can hit them up or uh, go online, wfcfights.com, select the event April 18th in Laughlin and select their name and purchase a ticket through them so they get some uh, – little bit of monetary sponsorship from them that'd be cool yeah it's good it's a good time dude so right now you're just kind of like you just got out of recovery mode and uh you're gonna go back at it oh yeah right absolutely i'll forever forever be a part of mma whether it's cage fighting brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu uh, muay thai competitions it, it doesn't matter i'll always be combative <laughs> But you know, you know what they say though is like, you know, when you you got your first loss, that's just gonna make you a bigger winner. You know what I mean? You experience yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I we we call it lessons. We don't call it losses at our gym. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a funny way of saying it. You know, it's a, it's true though. It is a lesson. You know, it's a it, you know even a. It doesn't matter what you do, you know, at the end of the day, anybody can do damage on somebody else. And the guy I weighed out, you know, I weighed in at the fight at 263 pounds. I cut for the fight and I started at 200 or 325 pounds prior to finding out about the fight. And uh, so I had to cut approximately 55 pounds ish around that area. 
and uh because i had to reach 265 i was able to get to 263 yeah so and well, I, um sorry to sorry to interrupt so that comes up with my like next point and that brings me to it um yeah i saw that transformation everybody saw the transformation just you busted your ass yeah quick quick you made quick, it uh, weight loss there oh fuck yeah dude and yeah i just you know, wanted to know like what what drives you to do that so fast you know what i mean like even if i tried it <clears throat> i mean i i have a goal i have my goals but that's pretty fucking oh, intense. you know what i mean yeah i mean there's there's motivation and then there's uh hey or you know hey bobby you know my coach gets a hold of me just texts me randomly sends me a screenshot saying this promoter he's you're fighting in two months um i need you at 265 pounds and you know i'm not going to tell my coach no so i uh say okay you know i got two and a half months approximately to lose 55 pounds it's time to work, you know, and there's nothing more motivating than saying, hey, you're going to step into a cage with a guy who wants to fucking rip your head off and you're going to go in there with that same mindset. So get ready. Um, you know, the, the, the shitty thing about it was basically my entire preparation. What the, the fighting was already there. You're, you're not going to learn how to fight in two months. Um, I know you already so, had that experience for sure. Yeah. So so my training was already I mean, it, it is, it's, it's where it's at, you know, I mean, it's, it gets better over time, but you don't learn anything. You don't learn what you need to know in a fight in two months. It's just not going to happen. Um, so, so the uh, fighting was you, already there. It was ready to go. Your, um, your biggest challenge was what, stamina? Mm, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I've always had decent conditioning when I came to MMA, uh, just because of the duration I've been doing it. Uh, so my, muscle memory kind of is based around that and type of endurance, you know, there's people that can go run 10 miles, but they go hit a heavy bag for five minutes and they don't ever want to touch one again. Yeah. Different, different cardios, but, um, but Stanima was definitely one because sitting at an unhealthy 325 recently wasn't my proudest moment. So, you know, it was like, well, it's time to get serious, you know? So started cutting weight. Um, got ready for that and dropped 55 pounds in that two and a half months. And, uh, you know, my entire prep was pretty much weight cutting. That's all I was focused on the whole time. Didn't get any hard sparring in, uh, didn't get any, you know, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournaments in. didn't get much hard, hard training in like I probably should have. But I mean, like I said, the training was already there. There's no really mistake or excuse um you know you get ready and you go in and whatever happens happens uh so during that cut though you know i had to do something quick and uh i had experience i had uh played around with intermittent fasting and i had played around with ketogenic diet you know prior to this and i've had success on both you know but it was kind of just a random spurt like hey i'll do this for a couple months see how i like it and oh i like that you know and same thing yeah. with the keto diet and the intermittent fasting and you know and i would just gain the weight back because i really had no like reason to cut at the time you know obviously health reasons you should always want to be in shape but at the time you know i'm happy you know i got <clears throat> my lady so she supports me with whatever dude fat skinny shredded doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know, after after, <clears throat> after you have that moment, that moment of uh, you're cutting and everything, and then you get that time to relax. It's like a calming, you know. It's like, dude, I can yeah, finally pig is, out. You know, yeah, definitely <laughs> for sure. And you know, my movement improvement is is just, just insane. You know, so I went from you know three twenty five. My coach likes to say for fucking three hundred pounds, you move like a one fifty five or you know. So when I cut down to two sixty five, you know, my movement was just insane. It sucked because during that fight, I wasn't able to showcase anything and I wasn't worried about anything but ripping the guy's head off. So I kind of made that mistake of not being able to showcase what I could do, but it don't matter. There'll be more. But uh, anyways, yeah, dude, during my cut, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I dabbled with all that before, you know, intermittent fasting, ketogenic diet, blah, blah, blah. But I, you know, I started researching it, researching it, and I was like, all right, it's time to get after it. So I started intermittent fasting and 
uh, I stacked it with a ketogenic diet and, you know, those two things for me seem to be not only the fastest time to lose, like the fastest way to lose weight, but the most effective way for me, like, and to keep it off like quick, um, it, it worked. So I know you got some people that are trying to figure out what intermittent fasting is and stuff. So if you want to hit on that, we can. Oh, we'll get to it. Um, so, dude, I mean, I just, it's a, your story for your fight, just going, lead, just leading up to the fight. Like, I mean, just watching it for me personally, it was fucking motivating, you know, like just every fucking day you're like, yeah, dude, today I have to do this, this, and this after work today, after my 12 hour shift, I'm going to do, I'm going to hit the fucking gym hard. Then I'm going to go fucking swim, and then I'm going to go fucking run, then I'm going to go fucking, um, yeah. so you know. Like athlete, man. <laughs> so much cardio in my life. Dude, you fucking worked your ass off. And, I mean, <clears throat> you know, we were all fucking motivated and everything, and uh, I'm just, I'm excited to see where you're going to go from there. You know what I mean? I want to I wanna see, I just want to, I'm excited to keep seeing it, keep seeing you striving. I can't wait till your next fight, because I know this was just like a learning curve. You know, right. and you're, I, I mean, I'm just that, yeah. that next, just next watching time. it is fucking pretty motivating. Yeah. Next time the challenge won't be cutting 55 pounds, you know, it'll be a normal like 20 pound weight cut or 15 pound weight cut. And then it'll be pure training, you know? Um, so my mentality will be different too, but besides all that. So I went into intermittent fasting and the ketogenic flow on that. Like the day of, I remember we were on vacation in California, me and my girlfriend, and uh, we were all excited planning out all these restaurants that we were going to go see uh, (laughs) or go eat at. And these places we were going to and doing this and doing that. We get to California and I get this text message from my coach saying, Hey, be ready this date. Um, You got this guy or you're fighting somebody. I don't know who it is yet. And this and that. Blah, blah blah and uh he's like i need you 265 i was like i'm 325 right now i was like all right we'll make it happen he's like well you know i got i can help you out with the diet if you need it this and that and you know i told him yeah i got it man and uh made it happen you know so that day he texted me we were up and it was our first day on vacation i remember and uh she goes so we're going here and going here and this and that and i got that text and about 20 minutes later the whole vacation changed so it went from i'm gonna go eat whatever i want to yeah it's time to start eating uh eating a little bit healthier so these places that we were gonna go destroy are uh not an option anymore yeah it's it is what it is though you know but so just turned it on there and started fasting that day started fasting and started sticking to my ketogenic diet again and just cut it quick man just really quick no that's cool that's cool how do you uh so how would like currently how do you train now like when you're just on your off i mean i'll call it off season you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we have really nothing going on and uh, right now so if i you know it, it with work being 12 hour shifts pretty much almost Every day, just about, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, it's either I'm working out at the regular gym, weightlifting, or I'm going to MMA. It's one or the other. And, you know, a lot of the time it sucks because it's like if I go to MMA, you know, by the time I get there, get done, um, go home, shower, get ready for bed, actually be able to fall asleep because my, you know, uh, because my alertness is so raised i'm so you know wired from the actual workout that uh you know i actually only get a few hours of sleep or, oh yeah adrenaline or and everything. Go, yeah. yeah or go or go lift some heavy weights clang and bang real quick get it done get home be able to spend a little time with the the family and then go to bed and do it all over again the next day so you know it it, it, it sucks having to choose but I'm trying to find a happy medium right now with uh, getting in my training and getting in my weight training. So it it works itself out, dude. It'll all be good. But my basic daily now is, uh, you know, Monday, Wednesdays, I usually try to show up 
uh, for jujitsu and Muay Thai class, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, I'm usually banging it out in the, the gym. And then, uh, Sundays, I generally usually always take the day off unless I get out of work on time. If I get out of work on time, I take the advantage of getting out and going to the gym. Uh, okay. yeah. So my basic, my workouts at the gym right now, uh, compared to getting ready for or cutting weight and you know my workouts right now are heavy concentrated or light concentrated always concentrated uh, my workouts are always till failure regardless of what I do if I'm doing lat pull downs I'm not gonna just do 10 and toss it up I'm gonna do you know I set that weight and I'm already on it I'm gonna do it until I can't do it anymore so if I have to sit there to do 120 reps I'll do 120 reps um you know, so that's pretty much what anybody I suggest should strive for. Anytime they touch a weight is absolute failure because oh yeah, you're not gonna benefit from anything. Dude, you got to you got to get that fatigue. You know, got to surprise yeah. that muscle <laughs> muscle failure, man. That's a it's a real thing. So your body adapts to that stress you put it under. So uh, so right now I just. I train my muscle groups. My splits are usually, uh, you know, chest and biceps because my antagonist muscle, the chest is tricep. So I'm hitting triceps that day. Technically, uh, yeah. you know, I do back and bicep or, uh, back and triceps cause during your back day, you're going to hit your biceps. Um, so you're naturally hitting your arms more frequently that way. Um, then I'll do, you know, shoulders, I'll do legs and I'll do back uh, abs. Um, so I just switch it up. I mean, there was a time where I split up my quads and chest and then I would do my hamstrings and my back <clears throat> to split up the monotony of my leg days. So that way, you know, going to the bathroom, I didn't have to plop from 10 feet up. I can just yeah. actually <laughs> use my legs. So right now I'm just, uh, kind of just getting in the the gym and just keeping my strength up my trying to keep my weight down training whenever i get the chance and just uh trying to stay healthy man yeah yeah i got you yeah always so so uh i got a fan she wants to know she just recently had a baby about a month ago And um, she's getting into working out and dieting and all that stuff. And she wants to know about the ketogenic diet and the intermittent fasting diet. And uh, I know that you actually gave me a diet, an intermittent fasting diet. And I actually cut pretty fucking good on that diet. Yeah, Um, I remember that. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm actually going to go back to that because it's, you know, I'm just getting into cutting season. I think I'm just going to shed all my fat and just fucking work my ass off and you know, that I'm going to do a lean bulk after instead of just a fucking massive bulk. You know what I mean? But right. anyway, so uh, to summer, she would uh, appreciate some information. And I think you're probably the best person for that, for the intermittent fasting. I think she's more leaning towards intermittent fasting, but. Uh, best amateur advice. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you gave me that advice and it fucking worked. It was amazing. So, yeah. You know, I just do a lot of research, bro. I'm not you know, professional by any means. Um, so with intermittent fasting, it's not really like so much as a diet as it is like a eating pattern. So it's like an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and eating. It's not really necessarily about which foods you eat, but more so when you should eat them. It's not really a controversial diet. It's like an eating pattern. You know what I mean? Um, so during a intermittent fasting, so what it is, is it's you're eating for a certain period and you're fasting for a certain period fasting meanings can eat consuming no calories so zero calories so during your fast you're able to drink water uh black coffee at night a thing i used which i don't recommend because it's still bad for you regardless no matter how you cut it is diet soda but it's zero calorie and you know when i'm doing a hard fast um like a hard split like a 24 um you know, and I'm fucking starving in the middle of the night instead of cracking and going eating something, dude. Usually I would crack open a Diet Coke or something like that. And it kind of helped my mentality, you know, and it would just push me to get past it. Um, 
it'll kind of help your body like say yeah. hey okay i got something in me yeah so most people when they start out and they do intermittent fasting they use the uh 16 8 split so what i did split, yeah. split meaning that they fast for 16 hours a day and then eat within that eight hour window um there's a 18-6 split which is the one i think i recommend to you first and then you're like wow this sucks and i was like yeah try the 16-8 yeah yeah, the eighteen six, same thing. You fast eighteen hours and then you you eat for six. It's a little bit more extreme. Um, obviously, it's two hours. Doesn't seem like a big deal, but you know how. I mean, you know how it feels dude, <laughs> now that you've done it. Um, then they have the uh, twenty hour and four hour split. So it's a twenty four split, which is also called the Warriors Diet. People know it by. So you only eat for four hours during the day. And then they have the OMAD diet, which is one meal a day. And that's just a 24-hour fast. You eat one meal and you go on another day. And you, so you pick your time, 12 o'clock noon, I'm going to eat, you know, this 2,000-calorie meal or whatever you can consume. And then I'm not going to eat again until tomorrow at noon. Uh, so that's the one meal a day diet. That's crazy. Which, yeah, I tried that for a few days. And honestly... The 16-8 split was probably my sweet spot, dude, because I incorporated more meals throughout the, throughout the whole the whole uh, eight-hour window. So I was able to keep my protein duration for the maintenance of my muscle to stay, you know. Yeah, to, up there. Yeah, keep, keep my muscle uh, retention a little bit higher because I was able to get a little bit more meals in. And uh, 16 hours seemed to be enough of a fasting window for me to burn fat. Um, so that's what I ended up going towards during that, uh, that time that I cut weight about 55 pounds in two months. Um, I mean, fasting is pretty much, you know, uh, back in the day when you would hunt and gather your food, I know it sounds cliche and stuff, but that's true. You would go days without eating. And I mean, to be honest, there's probably no obese people in that era yeah no. <laughs> yeah i mean and that just goes to say you know these people they would hunt you know and obviously they would hunt hungry because that's why they're hunting they don't have any more food so that's why i like to i work i work out in the morning if i get the chance to my days off the first thing i do when i wake up is go work out uh, yeah. i'm not going to work out before work during my work week because i'm not about waking up at two in the morning and getting to the gym for an hour just to go to work. And, uh, so I just, I sacrifice, but I mean, if you can work out in the morning, that's the best time to work out. I mean, for males, your testosterone's at its highest point in the morning prior to eating food actually. So, you know, uh, you, you exercise while you're fasted and, you know, I use the terminology, you know, you hunt like a hungry lion rather than a full lion. So a lot of people like to eat prior to their workout thinking that I'm going to build tons of muscle, you know, um, which I mean, if your goal is gaining weight, by all means, dude, eat throughout your workout, eat after your workout before it. Um, for me, that's never been my problem. Gaining weight, like I said, I can look at a Snickers bar and gain 10 pounds. So I'm, so I'm good on that. No, for you. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, for the benefits of it, I mean, obviously you're losing weight, um, decreasing your chances of diabetes and heart issues. A big one for me though, was a reduction of inflammation, man. Um, so my lower back, I've had issues with it, uh, since I was probably like 18, 20. Um, my lower back had just, I was in a car accident and I had, hit my head and actually kind of went through the windshield and we, we ran into somebody and uh anyways uh, i compressed a disc in my lower back of my spine and uh i've always had like a stagnant pain and I, I never really understood why and uh i've noticed that switching over to a ketogenic diet which is also reduces inflammation or intermittent fasting reduces inflammation i've noticed that that back yeah. goes away um the reason why is carb retention so carbohydrates you know you can store up to almost four ounces of water per carbohydrate stored in your body that you don't use so that's a lot of water retention right there um 
inflammation, you know, you just, you get that swollen, bloated feeling. You don't get that when you're in an intermittent fasted state. Um, so inflammation was a huge one for me. My lower back alone, my pain going away, like that sold me right there. Like I almost, every time I stray away from the diet, you know, and I eat like candy or something, I'll feel it the next day. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good on that. I'm not going to do that anymore. It's also been known to improve brain function. And I can confirm that like just the, my thought process alone and the fluidity of my words and everything I do seem to increase with the duration of the diet. Um, I don't know, you know, and I, and I looked it up and I couldn't tell you verbatim. Like I said, I'm not a professional by any means, but I, I you can research it and it'll tell you. Um, but it does improve your brain function a lot. That's one thing I noticed a lot. Um, they say it, it improves like skin and aging and stuff like that, but that's all, uh, not really a concern for me. My, I, I was, so I never really, you know, looked up too much on it. So yeah, but a, a pretty much a good diet would uh, benefit more than just losing weight is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Well, the intermittent fasting by itself, I mean, you're you're reducing inflammation, improving your brain function, reducing risk of diabetes, heart issues, stuff <clears> like <throat> that, and like important shit that you wouldn't think, you know. Um, so, you know, more extreme splits like the 24, the 18-6 is less concerned about what you eat through your window. Obviously you want to stay conscious about what you eat and I've known it, but you know, you don't want to eat tons of crap through. If, if you're really trying to lose weight fast, like you don't, and you want it to stick, you don't want to eat tons of crap through your windows and I'm just, you're going to obviously lose weight regardless, just doing the fasting, like a uh, 24, split or the omad you can literally i literally ate whatever i wanted during those days that i was doing that and i could eat a gigantic meal that's healthy and have the same outcome as i could eat uh two boxes of pizza you know what i mean yeah Uh, at that point your body is just consuming it taking it in and it's it is what it is you know you're fasting the next day but i mean at the same time, you want to think about it, you know, your stomach's also shrinking in this situation because, you know, you're not consuming nearly as much food. You got to imagine, okay, yeah, I fasted for 18 hours. I can eat a horse. But by the time you actually eat something and you're full, you're going to wait three more hours. You're going to eat something and you're full. And next thing, by the time you're ready to eat again, oh, I only have, you know, I have no time left on my window. My window's closed. Oh, you're burnt. Now you got to wait until the next day. So I always like to set a time, whatever works best for my schedule. So for me at the time, because I would work most days six to six, what I would do was I would schedule my 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 eating 12 o'clock to eight o'clock. So it gave me time to eat throughout my day. And I would pretty much bring food that I was going to consume the entire day to work just so I could eat till six, get done eating at six get to the gym by seven and either train or lift weights and then by the time i got home i was able to shower and go to bed and call it a wrap you know wrap it up um but the consistency of that is really important so if you choose a time i think you need to pick a time take the majority of your week whatever your schedule is pick that time and stick to that time and that consistency in that is a lot a lot better uh if you fall off track, like if I would eat, say 10 o'clock, I would just crack and eat something. Um, you know, the next day I'm not eating till two, but my window's still closing at eight. So now my window just from went from an eight hour to a six hour. So you can fluctuate in that sense. But as far as, you know, uh, changing your duration of your time, you know, it's just not going to work eating a regular diet and then saying, okay, I'm going to fast for 20 hours, then going back to eating a regular diet, you know, periodic facts and fasts are more effective than you know what i mean so the the there's a lot of people that do a regular diet or whatnot and then they'll eat like crap and then they'll do a 24 hour diet or 24 hour fast and they'll do that like twice a week and they've had results off of that and i know a couple of people that do that but um the consistency is a huge factor you know i've tried a lot of different diets uh for me 
pairing the intermittent fasting with a ketogenic diet seemed to be the best one to work for me. Um, so ketogenic diet, you know, paired with <clears throat> paired with intermittent fasting, you know, it's it's just the best combination because the goal is to attack the lipids in your body, which are fat cells. You know, um, most people listening to this probably already know what the keto diet is or heard what it is. Um, for the- yeah, it's actually getting. Yeah, more and more popular. It's, it's definitely <laughs> one of the most talked about, you know. And then they call it the modified Adkins, and it's been around or whatever. But you know, for most of those people, I mean, but, I mean, it works though. That's the thing is like, I mean, uh, besides uh, bulking, I know that. <clears throat> so I follow. I'm a big follower of uh, Seth Frosey. He's a bodybuilder, IFBB pro, um, his owner of Accident Sledge Supplements. But he tried the ketogenic diet. And uh, one thing that he was saying is because you don't have that carb intake, um, his pumps in the gym went away. Right. Yeah. Um, you know. That's, yeah, I suppose. Uh, not for me. I mean, it, I guess it's all relative to how your body reacts to each diet. Um, yeah. So your body can only run on two different types of macronutrients as a source. You know, you got carbohydrates, obviously, um, and fats. That's it. You can't run on protein as a source of income so, or of a source of income. <laughs> source of you can't rely on <laughs> yeah you can't rely on fats for a source of income either. Sorry, people, but uh, carbohydrates yeah, are sucks. the only Damn. two macronutrients you can use as an energy source. You can't rely on protein. You can't rely on fiber. You can't yeah. You know, well, fiber is a carb, but anyways <clears throat> so carbohydrates coming from like a simple source like sugars and uh there's complex carbohydrates that come from starchy foods and most vegetables you know breads and everything like that you know the difference is though yeah. is that carbohydrates are digested and distributed through your body uh, in the source of a glucose so sugar which your muscles then use as a source of fuel you know um in layman terms carbohydrates are processed that way they they get sent through and your body uses them as an energy source it's a it goes straight to your muscle as glucose and that's what that's what your body runs off of you eliminate carbohydrates from your diet and that eventually it, it leads to your body using fats as a source of energy basically forces your body to go in a ketogenic state so a lot of people that do intermittent fasting don't realize that they're actually going into a ketogenic state most of the time so what that is is it's your body producing what's called ketones weird it's actually being yeah it's actually weird. being processed through your liver though and it's distributed as uh so it, it's called beta hydroxybutyrates or bhp for short basically it's it's a uh it's a key that it's different long term for a ketone which your body actually uses on research 70% better for energy than glucose can. Um, But to get in that state of using your ketones, you need to be in a ketogenic state for a while. So like it doesn't just come overnight. So that's where a lot of people fail on the ketogenic diet. They get on it and they do it two days and they're like, I'm not losing weight. I knew it was stupid, you know? And uh, you know, I, I, I've started up ketogenic diet before a couple of times prior to actually my weight cut and uh and i've dropped 20 pounds 30 pounds you know that first initial weight people lose 10 pounds and then they'll be like oh man like i'm losing tons of weight on this and you know and then they stop losing weight all of a sudden and then for like two weeks so then they stop doing it um the reason why they lost that 10 pounds was water retention alone like i said you're eliminating carbohydrates which holds four ounces of water per carbohydrate stored in your body you eliminate carbohydrates out of your Mm, body all of a sudden your body's not retaining water like it used to so you're losing that water weight you know a gallon of water contains eight pounds (laughs) so yeah you you lose that water weight quick and then they're like yeah that works it works and then you know two weeks later they lost two pounds and they're like oh this is fucking bullshit so they stop and they go back to eating whatever the fuck they want um but to get your body in a ketogenic state, it actually could take up to weeks, you know. So, 
Oh yeah, they say that it's uh what, three weeks minimum. Yeah, your body just needs to adapt. But so basically, in turn, you're just feeding your body fats as fuel <clears throat> and uh, intermittent fat, intermittent fasting. You pretty much cut your supply of fats from the diet you're on ketogenic you know so you're you're eating fats so your body's going to use those fats that you're consuming right away well where the intermittent fasting comes in is you're cutting off the supply of fats from an outside source your nutrient uh or your 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 uh, diet and now your body's looking for those fats to use so bada bing bada boom dude there you go you're using your lipids so you start you start using your own fat right so that's where intermittent fasting comes in to play really hard on ketogenic diet so your body gets used to burning fat as an energy source you eliminate that energy source for 16 hours a day so your body's like well shit you know i need to i need to burn energy somehow and i'm already using fats let's use these lipids right here and just start eating your fat cells man um I don't know. It's it's a great diet, and honestly, those two things you can do by themselves and be very successful with it: intermittent fasting or ketogenic. Yeah. But combining the two, I've noticed extreme results quick. <laughs> like I said, man, fifty-five pounds in two months. I mean, it. Like I said before, yeah. I lost a hundred pounds in three months, but that was ridiculous that was a full-time job working out you know yeah, yeah. So. all right Rimler. well we've been on for a while um bro i appreciate you coming on what to do i hope that uh a lot of people got some knowledge amateur today knowledge. <laughs> amateur knowledge it might be it might be amateur knowledge but dude <laughs> you did your re- yeah. research it shows yeah, you spend time, dude. You spend a lot of time on the computer, spend a lot of time searching. You got to know what you're doing, dude. Otherwise, you're never going to. That's another thing, dude, is trial and error. What might work for me might not work for you. Trial and but error. Yeah, but consistency yeah. also. Consistency. That's it, man. Yeah. So uh, just for those that are starting a diet, like Summer or anybody else out there that wants to just start a diet, um, want to change your life. So set a long-term goal for yourself, but along that long-term goal, you got to have your short-term goals and then reach that short-term goal. Fucking work your ass off every fucking day and get your short-term goals. Cause in turn, you're going to reach that long-term goal and you're going to see a, you're going to see a substantial plus difference. One is two it's gonna be two great. plus two is four. Makes sense. So Bobby, thanks for coming on. Um, I really, I wanted to touch up on a lot of subjects. Um, I hope you'll come on yeah, again. Absolutely. Cause I, I, I definitely like to pick your brain even more and, uh, go towards more towards the MMA side of things, you know, like, uh, what it takes to do MMA and train and yeah, all that stuff. Absolutely. But, uh, <clears throat> for everybody listening, uh, this podcast is mainly for the hard working motherfuckers of the gym, the average just start that uh, I mean I've been working out for a while but the guys that are just starting I'm hoping it'll motivate you guys and give you guys some knowledge on where to start and where to begin and um I only get people's story out there like Bobby I always wanted to know your story and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that wanted to know your story um so I appreciate it and uh sure yeah so everybody listening like it uh share it you go on Facebook. There's a Craven Iron Facebook group. Um, we just want to fucking motivate each other, fucking reach those goals, those short-term and longer-term goals, and fucking Light better weight. your life. Lightweight, baby. So, hi, right, brother. You have a good night. Thanks.